Hello, I'm Chris Kreitcho, and this is the New Rust Station Podcast, a show about learning the Rust programming language. This is a news episode, Increasing Rust's Reach. One of the major goals for the entire Rust project this year is to expand the language's reach, and increasingly, the core team has recognized, even beyond the existing commitments that the, the entire community has in this direction, that we need to make the Rust community a more diverse and inclusive place. That includes things along many lines. One big piece is going out of our way to make sure we're easy to jump into for groups of people which have often been underrepresented in the programming world. Another is just making it so our stuff is easier to dig into, whether you're underrepresented or overrepresented in the technical world in terms of things like gender, ethnicity, and so on. As awesome as Rust is, there are many people for whom the barrier to entry is still too high to just up and jump in. It is hard for people, especially if Rust is their first language. But it is also hard in some ways even just to see why you might use the language. The rustling.org landing page needs some love, for example. Or as Jonathan Turner pointed out in our interview, you need a lot of knowledge about Rust to be able to use the documentation of the standard library. There are a lot of those little paper cuts. To make a real improvement across the board in terms of making Rust more inclusive of more kinds of people, the Rust team has kicked off an initiative called Improving Rust's Reach. The goal is to lower the learning curve for Rust by drawing on the expertise of people who are outside the existing community. And that very well might mean you, whether because you're a member of those too often underrepresented groups or because you're a designer or otherwise not the stereotypical picture of a low-level language hacker. This initiative is a set of small projects, projects driven by those same people, again, maybe you, who are outside the current norm of the Rust community, paired up with existing Rust community leaders, and empowered to tackle specific parts of the ecosystem to make it easier for anyone to get up to speed in Rust. And there are three big benefits to participants in this initiative. You, someone not part of the mainstream of current Rust users in one way or another, get to dive in and learn a bunch about Rust from current leaders in the Rust community, and you get to make a significant contribution to the Rust community along the way. That comes with, among other things, access to a private Slack team dedicated to coordinating this effort with active feedback from your community team leader as well as the others. Second, you get to go to one of three Rust conferences of your choice later this year on Mozilla's dime. Food, travel, meals, conference, all paid for. Those three conferences are RustConf, August 18th through 19th in Portland, Oregon in the United States. RustFest, September 30th through October 1st in Zurich, Switzerland. Or Rustbelt Rust, October 26th through 27th in Columbus, Ohio in the United States. And third, you get public recognition for your contributions. We really want to celebrate the work that you do to make Rust more accessible for everyone. What does working on one of these projects entail? A commitment of three to five hours each week between August 7th and November 6th, or a shorter time period if you're able to do a bit more as you go. So a three-month commitment with the expectation that you'll have a real and concrete deliverable by the end. Now, depending on the project and your skill set, that deliverable might vary pretty widely. It might be anything from a series of pull requests to new video tutorials in a given area. It might be Rust code, or it might be a mix of Rust and something totally different like React.js. It might be all sorts of things. So how can you get involved? 
you can write a proposal for one of the projects. Proposals are due by July 18th, so if you're interested, you should get on it in a hurry. And you can see the full list with all the details in the announcement blog post for this, which I've linked in the show notes. But I thought it might be useful also to just run through that list of the project initiatives. So here they are. User experience of Rust documentation and code browsing tools with Nick Cameron, who is a core team contributor to RustDoc and Rust Format and the Rust language server and the compiler, and Steve Klabnik, who is the core team docs guru and a general web tech enthusiast, as the community leaders, you get to help make it easier to use Rust's documentation, which should help improve the experience of using the standard library docs as well as the automatically generated docs that live at docs.rs. That needs some web tech experience and an eye for design, because the docs all have web front ends. And that's one of the main areas where people try to learn Rust. So if you can make that a better experience, that's a big win for nearly everyone. The second project is adding CodeLens to the Clippy developer tool with Manish Garigaokar, who has worked on the Rust project for quite some time, and he's also a prolific blogger. He's also the maintainer of Clippy, which is Rust's main static analysis tool. The idea here is to add more and more helpful messages to Clippy including lints focused on helping people transition into Rust from other languages, tutorial-like messages, and more. This is the kind of thing that just makes it easier to learn Rust from its own command line tools. The third project is improving the approachability of the design of rustlang.org and or crates.io. Led by Aaron Turin, who's one of the core team members who helps design the language itself. Rustling.org and Crates.io both need some love. The main page could use a lot more and a lot better information on why you might want to use Rust, and Crates.io could both be a lot nicer looking and be a lot easier to find your way around. So if you have some design chops and some web skills, this is another place you could make a big difference for onboarding new users. The fourth project is improving the video tutorials at intorust.com. Nico Matsakis is one of Rust's core language developers and designers, and he would love to work with you on extending these video tutorials. Video tutorials for Rust are unfortunately still relatively rare, but they're a common way many people initially come up to speed on a new technology. If you work on this project, you can help expand the actual video content, and you can also help evaluate the existing content. What are the gaps? What are the pieces that are missing that might not be obvious to current Rust insiders? The fifth project is Write Tutorials for Rocket and Diesel, parts of Rust's web framework story. Sean Griffin, the creator of Diesel, is the community team leader for this. We need people with experience in web development in web frameworks outside the Rust world to help take this ecosystem from its current status of barely bootstrapped to something more like flying high. In particular, we need help putting together good teaching materials, tutorials, videos, example applications, improvements to the docs that show how to use Rocket, the web framework, Diesel, the ORM, and then the two together to build real-world web applications. The sixth project is extending the literate programming tool Tango. Felix Clock is a member of the Rust compiler and language teams, and 
he is a big fan of literate programming. Literate programming lets you write your code in line with text that describes it so that documentation or planning materials and code can live side by side as a single living working document. Tango does that with Markdown and Rust, and making it more viable for the community as a whole would be a big win for literate programming, but that might be particularly useful for Rust documentation. Imagine, for example, if all Rust readmes were in principle also literate Rust, and you could run them anywhere. That would be fabulous. You can help with that by making Tango better. The seventh project is finding missing pieces in the crates ecosystem. Andrew Gallant, whom many of you may have heard of as Burnt Sushi, the author of, among other things, the awesome Rip Grep tool, pitches the idea of helping patch up some of the holes in our ecosystem. Rust is still young, and as a result, its ecosystem of important libraries has some gaps in it, some important gaps. So the idea here is to build a small application in a language you're already comfortable and familiar with, and then port it to Rust and use that experience to identify libraries that are present in the original language, but which Rust doesn't have yet or which are immature in Rust. That then turns into actionable knowledge for the Rust community. What crates do we need to write or polish up for applications like the one that you build? The last project is finding missing pieces in the experience of building a command line interface program, a CLI. Kamal Marhubi, maintainer of the Nix crate, which provides Unix bindings in Rust, is sponsoring this project. And here the idea is, well, Rust is already decent for writing small command line tools. I've done that myself, in fact, but it could be great for it. So if you're interested in building new CLIs or interested in writing existing CLIs in Rust, this is the project for you. The main goal here is to identify the pain points in these kinds of projects and then smooth some of those rough edges out so it's easier for others to build CLIs in Rust in the future. You might notice a theme here. There is a lot of focus on documentation and some on tooling, and that's for a reason. Things like teaching materials and visual design too often get treated as second-class parts of any programming ecosystem. Programmers usually just want to write code. But the reality is that poor design and missing or difficult-to-use documentation can, and in fact do, dramatically raise the bar for entry into the ecosystem. And design here could also extend to our tooling, and that's why the pieces of tooling that we're talking about here also have a sort of documentation focus in on several cases. Not all, but several. Because a huge part of what people need is ongoing work on the documentation and the friendliness of the tools, and making the tools provide better documentation of themselves, for example. And of course, we also just need to make existing parts of the ecosystem better and fill in gaps in the ecosystem. But while it's the case that the Rust community already values documentation a lot more than many communities, we still have a lot of work to do there to make paths into the language for people who aren't already a lot like today's Rust stations. We want to make it easier if you're someone who has only worked in Java to learn Rust, or if you're someone who's only worked in Ruby to learn Rust, or if you're someone who has only worked in C++ to learn Rust. We want to make each of those paths smoother. We also want to make the path smoother, again, for people who are not well represented in mainline tech. So if you're something besides a straight white male, well, you're probably part of that target demographic that we really want to make not just feel welcome, but who's perspective on things we need, because a lot of us are straight white males, and we need to hear from people who aren't, what are the gaps? What are the things that our perspective has left missing? We think you have something to add. 
So please write a proposal and get it in by July 18th. Thanks as always to the show's sponsors. The $10 or more sponsors this month were Anthony Deschamps, Benham Esfabode, Christopher Gifford, Chris Palmer, Dan Abrams, Daniel Collin, Matt Rutter, Peter Tillemans, Philip Keller, Rafe Levine, and Vesa Kailavirta. Thank you as well to everyone who shares the show with other people, whether on social media, in the threads for the episode on Hacker News, Reddit, or the Rust user forum, or just by recommending it in a podcast app. Show notes for this episode are at newrustation.com slash show underscore notes slash news slash underscore three. I'm on Twitter at Chris Kreicho. The show is at Neurostation. And in addition to that social media, you can always just send an email to hello at Neurostation.com. A number of the shows coming down the line are listener suggested via one or another of those media. So yours could be next on the list. Please do send me an email. Until next time, happy coding. Happy coding.